it's still 2019 and still to this day there are many people that don't know the basic things about the investments that they have in their plan to achieve their financial freedom. In this video we're going to talk about two medium and short term investments that you can get, where to invest, two more investments you need to know up next. Hey guys, welcome back to Money Talks with me Nabil Khan where we start a real conversation about money for you to build the right mindsets, habits and education in your journey to financial freedom. So if you're just joining me in this video, this is part three of the Where to Invest series where we're talking about different types of investment vehicles that you need to know as well as uncover and understand some common terms relating to investments. If you're lost, go and watch part one and part two of this series and I promise you'll get it. Now we said in part one of this video series that goals can be split into time frames and that different investment vehicles are designed for different time frames, right? So what is medium term? Is it five years? Is it 10 years? I mean, if retirement is planned over 40 years, does that mean that medium term is 20 years? And does that mean that short term is five years? Well, it depends. My point is that time frame is a guideline and the design of the investment vehicles that you choose that fit your goal are usually based on features like accessibility, flexibility, rigidity, and restrictedness. Yes, that's a word. The features have to match your goal and the only way that you are going to benefit from those features is if you understand them and use them properly. So in the investment vehicle you choose, we said that you can have a single asset class or a mix of asset classes. Now in the market out there, there are different companies that offer pre-packaged mixes of shares, property, bonds and cash, like a container within a container. Those are what people refer to as funds or portfolios, like a top 40 fund or an S&P 500 index fund or a balance fund. The companies that offer these types of funds are called asset management companies. Those companies hire people to manage the funds. Those guys are called asset managers. And so the types of funds that have people manage them are called actively managed funds. You also get passively managed funds or index tracker funds. And those are funds that track the index of different asset classes. Why should you know all of this? Well, because there's a lot of information out there filled with marketing and opinions. And so if you understand these things, you can ask better questions and find the relevant answers that you need. Because after all, whose money is working? Whose goals need to be achieved? Who's the only person that all these things are out there to serve? Exactly. And if you understand these things, what then is most valuable to you above and beyond products? That's right advice, habits, mindset, and education. And so what types of investments do you need to know for the medium and short term? Let's look at endowments. An endowment is designed for a time frame longer than five years. It can be used for very long terms, but more specifically, they were designed to give the investor the benefit of no tax on the proceeds of the investment, the money withdrawn from the investment after the time frame. Remember the perspective hint from part one of this video series? You could use endowments to supplement your retirement planning strategy if they make sense to be used and can draw a tax-free income in your retirement years from an endowment. So here are some pros and cons you can find about endowments. Pros. 
No tax on the money you take out. Tax advantages on income tax based on your marginal tax rate. Tax advantages on capital gains rates depending on how you use them. Newer endowments might not have penalties. They have some accessibility within the five years with terms in the form of a loan from your endowment. Protection from creditors. If the endowment is older than three years and up to five years after termination of the policy, you can nominate a beneficiary which could save you from executor's fees on the money in your estate. Cons. An endowment is taxed internally at 30%. It's a con for people who have endowments that are in a lower tax bracket than 30%, which means they're paying a higher rate of tax on that money when they should very well not be paying that amount in an investment. No access in the first five years. Well, this is only a con if you didn't plan correctly and you needed that money in an emergency. Some endowments may have penalties. Again, if you plan for the time frame correctly, you wouldn't have had a penalty on your money. This is a deeper discussion, but for now, take comfort that the newer ones may not have those penalties. So just like that, the cons, as you might read or hear about them on the internet, are not cons. They are designed for a specific purpose. And so I'll say it again, guys, before you make a decision about your future based on someone else's opinion, understand that the real problems or cons of any type of investment vehicle are the mistakes that you will make from not learning and understanding for yourself about the decisions that you make in your journey to financial freedom. Now let's look at unit trusts. Unit trusts use money from many investors together to invest into different assets like shares, property, bonds and cash, both locally and internationally. The investor gets to select the funds that make up the investment. Each fund is divided into equal units. As an investor, you own the units in the funds you are invested in. Pros. Diversification, exposure to a wide range of assets in the fund that smaller investors may not be able to get themselves because they buy units, not shares at the share prices, for example. Convenience, professional management, transparency in reporting, and accessibility. Cons, temptation due to accessibility of the money, costs, fees, and charges, that's a whole different discussion for another video because you do get low-costed funds. People choose funds based on recently reported performance on a fund fact sheet. The best performing fund could very well be the worst performing fund next year. And this mindset is often not understood. Now, if you're one of these people, it's probably because you don't understand these things and you don't know how to read a fund fact sheet. And so I'll do a video on how to read a fund fact sheet. Choosing funds based on company names. Now, this is a follow-on from the last point, guys, because this behavior is based on a bias and opinion. And in fact, most of the common misunderstandings that investors have is overall due to a lack of education of this space in general. And on that note, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this video. And if you've experienced some of these misunderstandings, let's start a conversation and build the understanding of this community. And I'm proud to have a lot of you guys subscribe to this channel. If you enjoyed this video, please hit the subscribe button and share this video and this channel to help one more person in their journey with money. And as always, thanks for watching, guys. I will catch you in the next one.